recording and it's our usual cold intro but that's about to change soon right matt that's right nice i like i like how you did that you you shot down my idea that we introduce ourselves differently this time (laughs) but you still took the feedback internalized it and said you know we can just at least we can forewarn people that this is going to be the case soon why are we gonna do that well um before we do our our usual updates we can talk a bit about like some of the stuff that we've been talking about behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. um for a long time you and i have been thinking about and talking about taking this podcast a bit more seriously it Mm -hmm. started out just as uh do you want to do a podcast and just like started recording and you know we just i don't even know how we recorded it the first time i don't remember (laughs) but um I didn't have a microphone. It was just a headset. We didn't have hosting or anything like that. We went through a yeah. few different uh, setups. Yeah. And um, then we just did it for like more than 100 episodes. And people started listening. And e- even today, like we get, sometimes we get emails from people that just, they, they tell us that they, they just went back and, you know, started from episode one, which I find yeah. quite... <laughs> insane but i would probably do myself as well if i found a podcast i liked (laughs) oh yeah yeah absolutely i would also admit that i'm a bit insane (laughs) yeah yeah well we love we love y'all we love those obsessive types we also are those types yeah and that's the whole reason why we have the podcast is because we (laughs) we just we liked the format ourselves and um but anyways it's one of the things we've realized is it's it's um it feels like there's a lot that we're kind of leaving on the table because it's really, really like, that's basically the hurdle to get onboarded to this podcast. If you want to get the context is you have to yeah. go back and spend like more than a hundred hours probably <laughs> listening yeah. to us. And that bar is getting taller every week. Yeah. So that's it's right. quite a big yeah. ask uh, for people to do that. Um, So there's just a few different things that we wanted to, see if we can make better um, about the format, about making sure that we're regular, how the podcast is edited, what we do to promote it, how we use it uh, respectively to like promote our businesses, what's the purpose of the podcast, mm-hmm. who owns the podcast, <laughs> what is <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> like there's just yeah. a lot of things that we've been mulling over and talking about. Yeah. And uh, we've started to to come up with some ideas and I think it's not going to be very long before we'll we'll have a make it easier for new people to uh, become listeners and yep. get something out of the podcast but also um, still be you know the good old out of beta that existing listeners like hopefully yeah I don't think it's uh, changing the core as much as wrap packaging it a lot better yeah and and making sure that it's you know it's easy to find the the <laughs> stuff you want right <laughs> like, yeah that'd be nice as well wouldn't it we have a format officially but we don't always follow it that much like we could mm-hmm. be we could make that more clear maybe um yep and we also yep. have some more like long term like we have some other ideas as well for stuff we would mm-hmm. like to do like so we also want to leave some room for experiments and maybe have some different kinds of uh, episodes in between these regular updates and yep um, yeah more of a thing right taking and it seriously 
yeah, and I mean, it would be nice. It, it would be nice uh, to have something that existing listeners could also recommend to other people without asking those people to listen to. All the, sure, the sure, yeah. Jump into this thing. You'll feel like you're completely in a strange land, but don't worry. Give it enough time, and you'll eventually figure out what the heck these guys are talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. One of the things we are thinking about is having sponsors for the episodes. And uh, the way I envision that is, is I like, I like the kind of um, sponsor, podcast sponsor ads uh, or ads where, where you don't just read the ad, like you, you, t- you talk about it. I would love if we ended up with something like that, like we have something we're promoting and we just talk about it for a little bit and yeah. kind of share our thoughts about it. And um, it's something we're thinking about. We wanted to mention it here. Um, before we mention it anywhere else, kind of feels natural. <laughs> so, if there are someone who would be interested in interested in this, they should reach out, um, and uh, then it's it's a way to let us know that um, we'll, we will be able to find <laughs> sponsors. <laughs> yeah, we're going forward with the rest, regardless. But the sponsors part would be nice. That's right. Yeah. And one of the reasons we're, uh, the main reason we're thinking about having sponsors is to be able to have someone dedicate more time to this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not 100% sure who that is going to be or mm-hmm. what that role is going to be. But yeah. it would be nice if um, the podcast made enough money to um, be a better podcast. <laughs> If we could yeah. basically pay someone to make it a better podcast and uh, in- improve yeah. the processes around it and uh, all the stuff around it. And that's yep. why we think it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the ways we can package this better is, uh, so I actually did sell back in the day, I sold ads for a little while on my own website, uh, Storm Pulse, when it had good traffic. And uh, I learned people are interested in things like, you know, who's who's your audience you know, what kind of people are they? How many are there? Et cetera, et cetera. So we can definitely put together some basic statistics for folks that are interested and make this uh, make this an obvious choice for the right person. Yeah. And one of the, you know, one of the big things we want to do is also grow the podcast. I think, I think it's totally fair to, to expect us to be able to get five to 10 times as many listeners as we get right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah i i think we can do that like it's <laughs> extremely hard to get become a listener right now and to even understand what this podcast is about it has like yeah. a cryptic name it mm-hmm. doesn't really have show notes the the, <laughs> the 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 titles of the episodes or you know whatever i yeah. come up with <laughs> yeah it's we're we're definitely underground let's put it that right. way <laughs> yeah so um i mean it's a good time to become a sponsor yeah, because it's gonna stay there for a long that's time right. in the feed. That's right. That's right. So yeah, that's uh, some of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes. Mm. Let's uh, let's do some updates. Sounds good. Speaking yeah. of format, <laughs> so updates format. About. How's it going, Peter? It's going okay. Um, you know, the world is burning down, but um, yeah, you'd... and you're yeah, that's been tough. I've been. I've been watching it obsessively for a while to the point where I realized my mental energy was just shot, uh, like literally minute by minute. <laughs> and right. you're you're 
geographically closer to it. So I imagine that's even more distracting in a painful yeah, way. I mean, if it's, if it's not the media, like the, all I need to do to be reminded is, you know, drive on the highway and see Ukrainian cars or yeah, uh, trucks with banners on them or, yeah. You know, and when I say, I should clarify, terrible. when I say distracting, I don't mean that the, the bad part is being distracted. I mean, no, it's only human to be distracted because it's so awful what's happening. And I, yeah, I, it's one of those things where it's like, wow, okay, I'm not in charge, but gosh, I wish there was more being done. So it's, um, yeah, it's very hard to watch. Yeah. It's the thing where you, you keep checking the news all the time. I, learned about open source intelligence i did too which has been a a huge rabbit hole yeah that that's my like i don't check normal twitter basically these days i haven't been tweeting about business or anything i think maybe one or two tweets Mm -hmm. but not not my normal twitter (laughs) twitter right now is like uh just checking basically what's going on with the war and being really worried and stressed out and feeling just terrible about what people are suffering through so um it's just been uh well i guess the challenge has been to like also try to maintain some normalcy and and get work done and yeah um you know there are always conflicts around the world this uh just feels like it's on a on a different level that i don't recall like having experienced at least in my adult life like being aware about stuff like that yeah, it definitely is. I when I was explaining it to my uh, my kids, I remember describing how it's you know this is not a it's not an internal civil war. It's not you know a localized thing. This is you know two nations and one of them just completely violating the rights of the other. And it's and <clears throat> I know we're doing stuff, but I do feel like the West we're not bystanders and crossing our arms, but the degree to which we have to restrain ourselves or restraining ourselves be, for all these reasons, it just, it really, my brain was running down a lot of paths and loops for a while, just going, you know, is, do I really, what is the right stance on this? And, uh, I hate having, I hate having to watch it, you know, like I, I kind of hate the path that we're going down, but I'm not yeah. sure if there's a better path, you know, so it's yeah it feels awful it's terrible yeah. and i i hope there's an ending in sooner rather than later yep i did uh have an interesting experience over the weekend because our son was sick with a false croup and it's really scary the first time you uh you experience that when you're not mm-hmm. at, like so you think that they might die right because they can't breathe because they're just coughing so bad and the the trick is to like take them outside in the cold or Mm. to like make like a steam bath or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's it's insane how like you can worry so much about the global situation and the world and all this stuff and then in this split second it your your mind just goes from global to local and mm. the only thing that matters is like mm-hmm. what's going on um with your child and yeah, um, yeah. it's been uh, 
if my voice sounds <laughs> different, it's because we were all sick and still are. Um, so I'm really tired, haven't slept much. First from checking social media day and night, mm-hmm. and then later because my son was sick. And um, they don't sleep well when they have stuff like that, <laughs> and they cough all the time. Turns out, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I guess we can talk about some of the work stuff I got done anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all that aside, um, yeah. <laughs> startup says that the company is like, well, what have you done for me lately, Peter? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I um, We it's had relentless. a really solid month in, fe- month in February. It was Yay. our biggest, I think it was biggest ever MRR growth. Um, at least before you um, subtract churn might be number two uh the net might be number two i saw that but the, you shared yeah. a chart in the mastermind and without giving anything away there's a change in the slope of the line for sure yeah i mean i think our growth uh, monthly mrr growth when we hit the plateau like around um december so december was like two percent growth january was three percent and then i think uh, February was 20%, so it was a big jump. A lot of the growth in February was from January, where a lot of stuff went well, but it just mm. took some time for like people to convert and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. In, I have seen quite a lot of churn in the beginning of this month, so I'm afraid that we're not going to see the same thing in mm. March that we saw in February, and it did slow mm-hmm. down by the end of February a bit. I, I don't know if it's because of the war or insane inflation or i don't know like you yeah. just i mean yeah there are a lot of ways that you can tell that stuff is different right i just pay yeah f- more than 15 kroner for a liter of um for a liter of gas which is like more than two euros and Whoa. so yeah you're looking at like yeah. eight euros per gallon or something like that right now here holy cow to translate yeah. it into dollars so that'd be like 10 dollars or something like that yeah it's about twice the price as it is in texas right now but i know california is always the worst in terms of gas prices <laughs> so yeah yeah it's insane it's a small price to pay you know yeah but, that's um, exactly yeah i don't know if we can't <laughs> complain about high gas prices what's left to complain about know, right? Gee, we're so yeah <laughs> little 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 bit of privilege uh showing there but um <laughs> So, yeah, you were talking so, about the startup. <laughs> I'm just trying to find reasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. I think it might also just be because I haven't tweeted that much, actually, because we mm-hmm. usually, the more I tweet, the more customers we get, which is kind of sad, I think. Yeah. But uh, I guess it's a form of marketing. It's natural. Um, we did finish a cycle, um, the first of the six-week cycles that we uh, have been kind of introducing into our like the way we work now and a, a two-week cooldown so to yesterday we started uh, the second cycle of the year and um, it's pretty exciting actually because so the first cycle was about the, the theme for the cycle was basically getting started with reform so activation and yeah making it easier for people to try reform and um and adopt it mm-hmm. and this cycle is more uh, intended to or we, we, we're dedicating more time towards power user features so stuff like um, managing responses and doing more advanced stuff with the forms um, 
having team members and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, what what basically happened when we were about to start the cycle was with one of my my friends that I've worked with in the past, and um, he's a Laravel developer as well, and we've worked on quite a few Laravel projects together, mm-hmm. and um, we have a very similar style, and um, and he's kind of in between some projects and he really has been he's been that for a while um working on some new projects and trying to figure out um what he's doing next but he kind of came to that and i really know how that feels like if you Mm. if you stop too much like it gets hard to like figure out what your next step is so it's better just to kind of like stay in motion Mm -hmm. so he really wanted to just like work on something real um kind of in production instead of just one new project after another like testing ideas and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, which i can totally relate to um so he basically asked if 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 he could like just you know come hang out with me and bjorn for like a week or two hmm. and normally like you know that would be a pretty big distraction uh for in most situations like i mean in a week is that even enough time to like onboard someone yeah um, yeah but you know to onboard uh this guy is like Adam to GitHub, and it looks like any other mm. project that we've worked on together. Cool, and, very um, cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. So um, he's already worked on two things <laughs> that were in this cycle. Nice, and that were like right, right up his alley. So um, really excited that he was, he wanted to do that, and it made sense for both of us. And um, yeah, so we have a little bit of extra, um, you know guess i guess <laughs> to put into yeah. the cycle and that's awesome. uh, yeah so we're, we're we have had a really strong start the other thing that's um going to be huge <laughs> in this cycle is launching freemium which yeah. is it's freemium plus new pricing so wish i had an applause button <laughs> <laughs> i think i do actually i would hit it right <laughs> now no don't do it don't do it <laughs> it's not classy I, um, no <laughs> so um that kind of relates to the power use of features anyways, because some of the, those power use of features is what's going to make people upgrade, hopefully. Yeah, I was I, I was going to ask without being overly sort of pedantic, like, what is the metric that, you know, this is going to help uh, appealing to power users, right? Because it's like, yeah, they'll be happier, but it's like, but so what? Were they already 99% happy? But um, you imagine this will help with, yeah, it's going to help. Conversion. It's hopefully going to increase the usage and mm-hmm. um, going to um, make them pay a bit more. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Which so. is this kind of two sides of the same coin because there's also a usage-based uh, mm-hmm. element to the pricing. Exactly. So this will drive up ARPU, if you will. Yeah, but it, it's, it's led to some interesting... Um, discussions and we've had some good discussions both yesterday and today because my friend who joined us he's a uh, done startups for more than 10 years i think and he so he has a, a lot of opinions as well and experience and um the the kind of the interesting thing is like it all kind of comes down to are free users really free users or are they actually paying and and I've come to the conclusion, I mentioned that last time as well, they are paying because they're paying mm. by for each submission they get, they show some reform branding, which mm. is their way of paying. So yep. it's 
they they can be power users as well because it's not it's the, we don't necessarily want an off ramp for when people become too successful on the free plan to move them over to the paid plan because it kind of defeats the whole purpose i think like it's almost like we want two different kinds of users we want free users and paid users yeah. and the job of the free users is to promote reform and the job of the paid users is to fund us basically <laughs> yeah and well i, th- I th- because the problem the way is I like to- if go ahead no the problem is it let's say someone gets a lot of submissions and 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 now they want we were talking about tagging making that a paid feature tagging responses so you have better organization of them let's say they're gen- like they're so successful they're generating 20 new trials for reform every month Mm-hmm. And and their reform account is getting completely out of hand because they can't tag uh, responses because that's a paid feature. Mm-hmm. So now they're finally pushed to uh, you know add tagging and and sign up for like the whatever twenty five dollar a month plan. And and now they're they can remove the branding and add their own branding mm-hmm. because they wanted tagging and. And now they're no longer promoting reform. So instead of getting 20 trials, we're getting $15 or $25 or whatever. Which is not a great trade. Right. Like we want them to be super successful in the free plan. Give them all the tools they need and make them use it more and more, basically. That's right. Very cool. Yeah. I I think you're... um, the, The test here that others can use, I think, is can what free users are paying... You can can the currency they're using to pay you? Can you as a company figure out how to convert that into dollars, right, one way yeah. or another? And I think the problem people face is when free usage doesn't uh, provide value to the company in a form that the company knows how to convert into dollars in any way. And then you're then you really do have free loaders, which is it's free. They're using it, but there's there's no benefit to the company that can be converted into subscriptions yeah. or, or revenue. And when you don't have that problem, then the the prospect can basically choose which is less scarce. You know, am I is are dollars less scarce? In which case, I'll just pay for it. Or is audience less scarce? In which case, I'll pay for it that way, right? And you, as a company, don't have a preference because both of them are beneficial to you. Um, and you know, at some point. Over time, you can dial it either way. You can say, actually, we want more more exposure, so we're going to give away more things before they have to make that choice, you know, or yeah. less. But I, I mean, really like this, especially this with this such a, yeah, especially with such a giant market, like, yeah. you just need a ton of top of funnel, is my feeling, yeah. as I've said before. It's like when you're driving, you know, when you're, I always make driving metaphors, I don't know why. But you you start like driving out of a garage or something like that, and your your GPS hasn't picked up yet. You just have to start driving one direction, and then eventually yeah. you'll calibrate. <laughs> that always happens to me when I'm in a new place and I'm heading out of like a parking garage, and I just need it's to know left right. or right. It's 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 never the when I so I just you, yeah you like you said you make a choice and then the thing calibrates and you're like I was probably wrong. Yeah, I'm always wrong. I should just ask. <laughs> I should just turn to sky like which way <laughs> yeah uh, well that's great yeah, man that's so, exciting so, um, so when you that. say this sprint this week what's the t- march what's your aim oh freemium i hope to release in a f- 
like a week or two probably okay. two um because this week is a bit different um but mm-hmm. we um yeah we are i've built kind of like the back end ver- back end part of a feature gating framework that we're going to use and then okay you has built uh the front end so that basically needs to be merged in we so the way we're kind of doing it is right now it's just are you paid or not paid so we have a lot of checks around the app um like let's say if you want to click the publish button there is a is paid mm. <laughs> check yeah um, or if you want to change your account slug like your url for your forms basically it's there's another like is paid check um mm-hmm. or if you have access to file uploads these features so what we've done is basically that's going to be like a feature there's going to be like a feature flag table in the database basically mm-hmm. and what we've done is like we've just added features for the stuff that we have currently like yeah. can publish or yep. uh, can have file uploads and then we're going to roll that out so we basically we ha- for users current users it's just going to be the same it all nothing's going to look different or anything but we're just going to add basically the data model for that and then the day we launch freemium we can just push out all those new uh, features in the in that table to the different users and and then yeah when someone signs up for the different plans we'll listen for that event coming in from stripe and then depending on which plan we'll throw in like the different features um and that way if we change what's in the plans the people that already um bought that plan with a certain feature set keeps those features so the feature is not after it's applied to the team or the user, it's no longer attached to the plan necessarily. Mm. So it's going to be mm-hmm. easier to change plans and keep people like basically keep people like uh, having those um, features that they already had. Got it. Yeah. Cool. So um, yeah, that's uh, kind of the main thing, I guess uh, we've been working on. Uh, we also launched our, the public version of the form builder that doesn't require a login. Ooh, Nice. Um, I just on Friday pushed out the website changes where we basically show it. Um, I haven't. So basically, the way it works is you can start building your form, but you can't. Like, if you want to save it, you have to create an account. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, the the thing I've been trying to figure out is like, Bjorn was asking me like if I wanted to update all the call to actions on the website to point to the form builder instead so i so a, i was trying to find the right balance because if people are ready to sign up i don't want them to like have to go through like the form builder and like having to save a form and it's like it becomes mm. a longer funnel so mm-hmm. it, it's i've trying to find like the right balance between like it, it, here people probably just want to create an account and here they probably want to try the f- actual form builder before they create an account mm-hmm. and yeah but we rolled that out. It it feels good to have it out. Um, and um, what else did we do? Yeah, I think we solved most of those Redis issues that I'd been talking about as well. Yeah, we that's good. I was them, we, I wanted to ask you to finish sort of that uh, scary yeah, story, but we kind of just like um, we we put them all in the drawer for now. In a sense, like we didn't solve them. We just kind of ignore them. Um, so mm-hmm. we we have some code now that can basically it's called retry and ignore <laughs> <laughs> nice and so we've changed the code so that everything that's important doesn't touch redis 
and everything that is less important um, can touch Redis if it needs to, as long as it it just can't block anything important from happening. Mm-hmm. And then the all the stuff that touches Redis is we try like five times or something like that. And then if it doesn't work, like let's say Redis is offline or it just doesn't, there's a network issue or something like that. That hasn't happened yet, but even in that case, it just ignores it. So cool. that's been our solution for now. And um, we haven't experienced any issues since. So um, good. it's not ideal. Wow. And in yeah. the end, it made the app more robust. So <laughs> I guess okay. that's good. Yeah. Good. That's yeah. Good here. Nice. I think that's probably most of my update. I mean, that's a fair amount considering um, <laughs> everything going on at home and in the world's in right. your head. So. Yeah, and then on uh, in two days on Thursday we're going to Oslo actually in Norway to visit some friends mm-hmm. that we uh, knew when we were living in Scotland. They mm-hmm. we moved to Copenhagen, they moved to Oslo, and um, mm-hmm. there's a like a cruise ship going from Copenhagen to Oslo, so we're gonna hop on that on Thursday afternoon, and then Friday morning we're gonna wake mm-hmm. up in Norway. All right, it's gonna be nice spend some time with friends and yeah. get a little break. Sounds fun. Uh, yeah. You guys do spring break, or is that an American thing? It's an American thing. I only know about okay. it from Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> go to Palm ass. Springs. Great to <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, uh, how stereotypical <laughs> can we get here? So, yeah. <laughs> go to Panama Beach, Daytona. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, good. It sounds, sounds like that will be a nice uh, retreat. I hope. Cool. Yeah. Should we, so, should we call uh, it a Should we call it an episode? No. Let's hear about <laughs> you. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I. Uh, I'll actually start by saying that I, I have a hard stop in about fifteen minutes because we're going to be releasing a feature to production that's a been you know five weeks of of work, uh, six weeks of work. It's been multiple cycles if you use linear, and. Yeah. Uh, finally getting out the door it's just a major it's a major undertaking because it involves um transforming the data that's already in the database like user data from one type to another uh so it ended up being a pretty deep uh level uh project but you know it's gonna it's gonna have a lot of benefits so uh, i'm excited about that basically (laughs) we we built this modeling environment and it you know solves for a lot of use cases that spreadsheets do when you're managing you know building a model over time and uh (laughs) the funny thing is we took a very different approach than spreadsheets so that meant that a lot of things that are hard to do in spreadsheets are really easy to do in summit but it also meant that a lot of things that are really easy to do in a spreadsheet became nearly impossible if not impossible to do in summit and I think it's a testament to attacking the right problem that users are willing to forgive us for so long in terms of not being able to do these basic things. And it kind of proves that users don't care as much about those basic things as maybe people assume. Like that's not actually the heart of the problem space. But inevitably, users would use the product for a while and they would hit their head against these simple things like, why can't I do this? So concretely not being able to once you run the model you get this like table of output 
there was no way to say like, well, add add this row and this row together to give me another row in the output table. It's like, you can't do that. <laughs> Everything was simulation driven. And right. that meant that it was impossible to add things because the simulation is running. Like you can't just add these two numbers. It's, I won't get into the nitty gritty, but let's just say. But I've run into this a few times. Like for example, hard. I want to multiply this number with our ARPU. So I need to add like an ARPU event. <laughs> yeah. It's not an event. It's just it's, a number that I need. That's right. So what maybe maybe to bring this into the real world, you ever notice like you run your business, you get to the end of the month, then beginning on the first of the next month, your finance team closes the books, that's the phrase, runs all the numbers, and then you get your report that says, you know, these are your metrics for last month. If you try to figure out what your metrics were for say February on February 27th or February 28th, it's not going to work because you don't have all the data yet, right? So with a simulation, you really can't do run the numbers, close the books on stuff as it's running because it needs to finish running and kind of everything needs to settle out to the bottom before you can run these calculations. And what we've done is we generate all the output just like a normal business does. The front end gets all the output, which is to say like gets your numbers. <laughs> and then we we built a basically a in browser. We we use an existing JavaScript library, but in browser we actually store all that data in in a database, in a SQL esque database. And now the user can run calculations on any of that data they want to. And we we wrapped it in a UI. The UX is pretty we're hoping pretty straightforward. But now, yes, Peter, you can just say, add this row and this row, hit enter. <laughs> and now you have this new row in your table. And it's just a derived number, right? It's just based on other numbers. That turned out to be about a five to six week effort between front end and back end. And just a lot of decoupling had to take place on the front end because we had a lot of assumptions around, you know, this, around really what was going on in the canvas, the design area of the product and what's in the output area of the product. And those were all decisions we made with the first release where time was of the essence and we didn't care that we were coupling these things. So Peter went in on the front end, broke all these assumptions down, decoupled everything. So this is up really nicely. And now you know we're gonna be able to give users the ability to do some of the basic things that they so graciously lived without for. <laughs> you know, six, seven months now, which is kind of astounding. Um, that's that's today. So we're, we're going to release that today. Should I put in the clap? Uh, no, <laughs> I actually, I told you before we started running this, the recording this, that... Should be a show, fair, slow clap. <laughs> fairly or not, yeah, and I feel fa fairly. I don't think the market's response to this is going to be, you know, roaring applause because, like I said, it's almost like, okay, you built another programming language... It's really good at doing X, but like you made it really hard to do this thing that I'm used to doing. And then like eventually with V2, they come back around and like, oh, now you can do that thing. And everyone's like, good, it's about time. You know, it's like one, it's like one of those things. So um, we're very excited because we know that users won't hit this wall anymore. This very frustrating wall where, wait, what do you mean I can't do that, you know? But we also know that the market's not going to necessarily look at it and give us like this outsized 
reaction to to delivering it because it's a parody thing, you know. Um, so important, really valuable, but kind of a parody table stakes thing at the end of the day, and means we're gonna release it, test it a lot, get users using it tear down that wall that was causing all these issues for people where they couldn't do these things before, but kind of move on with our lives and go to the next thing, you know, pretty quickly after this. I I think this feature has a good shot at making the product more sticky. Mm. It all, It's almost like the, the numbers you can kind of, or the rows that you could create using this. It, so the, the, not the simulate simulation output, but the, the derived or the mm-hmm. derived you know, metrics formula, the or your formulas yeah. is mm-hmm. kind of the thing you want in the end. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it's the most valuable stuff. Like it's the stuff you probably want to log into Summit to check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think we can do something special here that's not done elsewhere where we, we know that if you're in this part of the product, you're probably creating these formulas. If you're creating these formulas, there's probably a set of 10 to 20 formulas that a lot of businesses don't you know, need to have. And so it's like profit margin, EBITDA, right? All these yeah. uh, growth rate, all these things that, yeah, I need that. And so what we can do to make it more special than filling something out is here's a set of common derived metrics. You could click a button and just sort of add these to your model. And yeah. we take we take away the 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 stress of somebody going. I don't know if I I don't know if I'm calculating margin correctly. It's like don't worry. Here's the formula, uh, and then obviously swap out the names of the of the values that you you know for the ones that you have in your model. But we can make it easier for people to add kind of these common metrics that people expect to see about a business because you might have a very different funnel and a very different revenue streams and very different pricing and all that all that stuff is unique to you but the derived metrics are kind of the the boilerplate or the common lingo the common vocab that we all share about our businesses whether it's margin or total revenue etc cetera, etc cetera. so we can we can kind of give people a boost in terms of filling these out and i think that'll be um special that'll be kind of a, a magical a delightful opportunity uh, but with the first release, it's going to be mostly just, you can do this now. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I, I do think it'll make the product more sticky because people tend to regress back to their old ways when they encounter a situation where they can't do something that they're used to being able to do. It's just like any other new thing. It's I don't know how to say this in this new language I'm learning, so I'm going to just say it in you know my native tongue or I, I or I don't know how to do this in this programming language so I'm going to write it in this instead this happens over and over people regress back to the thing they're familiar with I think if we can give people the ability like I said to just keep going then they might kind of forget why they need to go back to their other thing you know it'll I think it'll help with retention um, honestly and then as I was talking to Ryan yesterday and this might be a good kind of note to leave it on going forward we want to focus on features that drive signups and uh, increase uh, revenue per customer. So those are our, those are really our focus. And I think signups is number one, number two, and number three. <laughs> and ARPU per you know our ARPC is probably a distant fourth or fifth or something. Um, so we're going to be very much focused on 
growth and top of funnel uh, after this, which is exciting. Nice. Yeah. So go release it. That's the plan. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm muting and unmuting because my son started using his toy screwdriver in the background. So oh, probably a good time to stop just, anyways. So you have the little belts and everything to carry it around. No. <laughs> That's coming. All right, He's man. He's got a tractor with screws. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> John Deere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. All right, man. Talk to good you later. Good to catch up. Take, Take care. care. Bye. Bye.